I want to help you not to be a hypocrite. There is a process that every believer must go through. Understanding this process is going to really help you not be a hypocrite. We become a believer when first we're rescued. And then we got to kind of be set free of things from our past, healed of wounds in our hearts. And then finally, we can be restored to live that abundant life that Jesus promise. Many times when we're rescued and we come to Jesus, we're so excited that we don't skip immediately to live that abundant life that Jesus promised without taking time to get set free and healed from certain things. And that's what usually makes us be hypocrites. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Andrew Roman Show. I'm so happy that you've tuned in. Whatever day you're listening to this, on the day it comes out like a Monday, or maybe you're listening on Tuesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, all the way that all the day that you're listening to, we're so happy that you're here. Dude, how much, bro, I wish my voice was like that. I mean, I feel like people pay attention when your voice is like this. Like, People, people automatically assume this guy knows what he's talking about. Well, sorry to say my voice is not like that, but sometimes my voice is like these, sometimes it's more like these, more Russian, uh, sometimes more Scottish like this. So it might vary if you're new to the show, but either way, welcome to it. I'm glad that you chose, man, there's so many things that you could choose to do. Thank you for choosing this show. Hey, make sure to follow on, at the Andrew Roman Show uh, on Instagram, hit the subscribe button, you know, all the the laundry list to do here and hit the notification bell because we got some exciting things to say today for sure and also exciting things to come i know every content creator says that right guys we've got so many things on the work right now no i promise you we got some great lineup of, of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks as well as brand new content well this episode i want to get it going because we're going to tackle something that um it's a bit touchy to be honest with you it's it's not an easy subject and as you know my goal is always to discuss things that matter back in episode 36 i did um an episode where we talked about the dooming statistic of seven out of ten young adults leaving church after they graduate high school and this is once they go into college we delve deep into all the various reasons for that but today i want to focus on one of those reasons that we will that will really set the tone for the rest of the episode one of the reasons out of out of other ones was because many saw too much hypocrisy in the church. You're like, amen to that. I don't know. You you might totally agree with that and you might say, yeah, that's actually that, that's actually me who said who says that. Um well today we're going to answer the question: why is there hypocrisy in the church? Like, really, like why is there? Isn't the church supposed to be at least way better than everybody else or or what's going on in the church that there's hypocrisy answering this question will really help you and help me not one be hypocrites ourselves but also kind of change on perspective change our perspective on those those who are being hypocrites at the moment you know first and foremost it's kind of really important to define our terms because especially nowadays we throw every term so loosely like that's racist, that's racist, no, that's racist, no, that's racist, a hypocrite, hypocrite. Let's actually know what we're talking about whenever I'm going to answer this question of like, why is there hypocrisy in the church? Um, Merriam-Webster defines it as a person who puts on a false appearance of virtue or religion. Very aptly to the church, right? For many in it. Now, what about another definition? A person who acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs. 
So that's the first thing is to understand that. The second thing is the reason I'm talking about this is because it is a problem that needs to be addressed. I never want to just pretend it's a problem and then create, make it a problem or a big deal when it's when it's not. It is the usual accusation against Christians or the church is, oh, those man, they're just full of hypocrites. Those guys. There's all those Mr. Goody Two Shoes, but they're no better than anybody else. And to be honest with you, there's some truth to this claim. I mean. There's deep pain and hurt um, by being by trusting someone that you're supposed to trust, right? Because they're they're Christians or whatever the case is, and being hurt by them, by brothers and sisters in the church, by leadership. Usually, someone who says all oh, those just full of hypocrites, or or maybe not that exaggerated, but really means when they just have a a distaste for the church or for a Christian is because they've had a bad experience with someone who claimed to be a Christian and who called himself Christian, but really was hypocritical to Christian values. Maybe that's your story or the, and that's my story. One day you, man, you've had bad experiences. You've had bad experiences in churches with leadership, with congregations, people that you trusted. And to be honest with you, there are some pretty Terrible stories of people that have been abused, lied to, taken advantage of by people who just claim to be Christians and who go to church with a smile on their face. When Monday through Saturday, it's terrible. They're no different than anyone else. And sometimes they're worse than someone who's not a Christian. So it can be understandable. And not only understandable, but I mean, once you understand that our experiences can greatly shape our perspective, I mean, it just makes sense. Makes sense that someone would say that, because being a pastor's kid myself, you, you you get firsthand experience dealing with people at church. You get to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, the real ugly sometimes, and you see people do the opposite of what they said they were going to do. Act contrary, people that you trusted, and like all of a sudden leave the church. And you're like, wait, what, what? What just happened? Yeah, I've seen that. I felt that it it hurts. It hurts seeing hypocrisy, and and in fact, many times it just turns you off. And I know other pastors' kids who, because of hypocrisy of people, even of hypocrisy in their, in their of their own parents, their hesitation about, about church has really gone up. And in, in extreme examples, they have completely avoided church altogether. I, I remember having a discussion with a uh, with one of my coworkers back in the hotel days, and we were talking about just faith, religion, and all all, all the good stuff of this show that we talk about. And, and then I asked him, I was like, Hey, do you, do you go to church? He's like, man, you know, I just haven't really found that ecclesia, bro. You know, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't No, He, he actually didn't speak like that. He wasn't like half Italian, half, half Mexican. No. Uh, <laughs> but he did say, he's like, he's like, man, I just haven't found that ecclesia. Well, that ecclesia, the word ecclesia is kind of the word that is used for church in the new Testament. Basically what he was saying is I haven't really found the perfect church and it's just, man, it's just people faking it people being hypocrites. Look, I get it. We can all point to one instance where a Christian has let us down and didn't represent Jesus well. You trusted them, they lied to you. They did something that was just not Christ-like. And it hurts. It's not only not only does it hurt, but it's disappointing. So maybe you can think of an instance like that. I mean, we're talking, j- just you and me. Just you and me. I mean, think think about this. Are you kind of holding that hurt of someone? And I'm not saying let it go or, or man, it just play, bro, just downplay it. It's, it's no big deal, man. Or, or it wasn't as bad as you thought. Or I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying it's it's real. 
and it happens. Here's what I've realized. I was talking with my mom the other day and I told her, man, you know, being a pastor's kid, sure, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take back any of it. And no, I didn't say like that dramatic movie way where like they, it's a couple that goes through the most intense journey in the world and one almost dies and three people from the, from the team died. And then they look at each other at the end and I wouldn't take anything back. I would do it all over again with you. Boy, whatever, bro. Like you fell off a cliff. Like you wouldn't take that back at least like, hey, let's take the bridge instead of trying to. I don't know, use a raft that was leaking in the middle. You know you know what I mean. I mean, it's just sometimes those expressions are used very dramatically and kind of exaggeratedly. Not here. Um, I was being serious. I'm like, you know, I really I really wouldn't trade being a pastor's kid um, in the experiences that I've had because it truly has taught me something important. A couple of things, but one I'll, I'll talk about this in this episode. It has taught me how complicated and imperfect we are as humans. Now, I again, we all kind of know the phrase, right? Oh, well, nobody's perfect. But I don't think we truly understand that and actually like accept that reality that we're not perfect. Even those that you know closely, close friends, family, people that you, you think you know everything about them or you super trust them and even them, they're not perfect. Even those that you put on the pedestal and you, because you admire them so much that they, they have to be perfect, right? And then you find out that they're not and it's just, it's devastating. It breaks you. Yeah, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. I know, you th- you thought I was gonna, nah, I'm not gonna let, let you easy, man. You're not perfect either. None of us are. I know that hypocrisy is so easy to spot in other people. But somehow when it comes to us, it's a blind spot. Even Jesus said it himself. Matthew 7, 3 through 5, he says this. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Oh, dang. I don't know. I feel like that was Jesus' emotion while he said that. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all that time there is a plank in your eye. Now, listen to this. He, he, this is what Jesus says. Verse five, you hypocrite. Dang, Jesus. I mean, those things, these weirds, these weirds, these words are going to get him like banned out of Twitter, bro. Like you, you just messed up with the, with the guidelines, man, community guidelines with that word. You hypocrite. Dang. And then he says, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. What I find so interesting about that is that the same way that we can make fun of maybe someone else's ears because we just can't see our own, unless we look in the mirror, right? And you're just like, oh, shoot, dang it. It's sometimes so hard to see things in ourselves that's easy to see in others. Jesus said, I mean, it's interesting that Jesus said, he didn't say don't take or don't help and clear the the dust from your brother's side. He didn't say that. He said, first, dude, remove the, the plank. Remove the freaking plank from your eye, bro. It's not allowing you to see clearly. You see, before I make judgments or I start to make judgments on others, I have to remind myself to look in the mirror every morning and make sure I don't have a huge plank in my eye. 
that probably be a good idea. A good way to start the day. I mean, would you walk around with a plank in your eye? I don't even know how that looks like. What is that? Like, is he talking like a plank, like a wood plank, like a two by four stuck in your eye? Whoa, that's nasty. Like, how would you even get through a door like that? How would it, how would it hold? Okay, maybe I'm thinking about this too deeply. I don't know. What Jesus is saying, hey, man, there's something big in your eye and you're focusing on something small in someone else's eye. That's basically what Jesus is saying. And I find it so interesting that we're so fast to label people as a hypocrite when they act contrary to their beliefs. But when we act contrary to our beliefs, all we say, and we're quick to say, we're like, oh, well, I, I, just, I just messed up. We excuse it, right? They're hypocrites, but me, well, nobody's perfect. Come on. Come on, man. What what else do you expect? Nobody's perfect. I know I cheated. I, I, I ate a burger when I was supposed to fast. Oh, I'm not a hypocrite. No, no, no. I'm just, nobody's perfect. You know, I just, it's my off day. Oh, but he, that person? Yeah, that's a hypocrite. Really? Are we that fast to lay judgment on others when we are not, we don't take the time to see if there's a plank in our own eye? Now, again, I'm not saying that there aren't hypocrites and we're just making it up. I'm not saying that. But we have, to make our, we have to make sure our heart is right first. So why are there hypocrites in the church? My friend, it's because there are hypocrites everywhere. That's why. They're in the church. They're in the world. Like, I find that interesting that the church is kind of where the whole hypocrisy argument just focus in, focuses down on. Dude, there's hypocrites everywhere. We all have the ability to, to be a hypocrite. You're in the fitness industry and you talk about fitness, but sometimes you don't exercise as much as you as you talk, right? Or some, so much of a reality TV show can be so hypocritical. I mean, even Hollywood celebrities bruh, don't even get... I mean, should I even say it? I might be canceled by saying this. I don't know. Should I say it? I don't know who I'm talking to. I mean, I'm talking to you, I guess. Should I say it? Is it, is it cool? Is it cool? All right, I'm gonna say it. Whatever, speak my mind. Dude, Hollywood celebrities, I mean preaching all this nonsense that they don't even live themselves. Like, what in the world? Uh, a few key examples. I say, hey, you know what? Having any border, any border in our country, it's just evil, man. It's just not right. There's no way there's border. <laughs> but uh, what? What about your own house? Okay, we're going to get to that. But then they're like, okay, no no border. Uh, d- defund the police. Um, we got to save the planet. And at some point, get rid of all the vehicles. And because of the carbon, you know, emissions and all this stuff, while at the same time, living within gated communities with armed service and security and then flying their private jets. Yes, aka hypocrisy. I said it. We all have the ability to be hypocrites. But here's the crux of the matter. Don't throw away the baby with the bath water. You've never heard that phrase. And you're like, wait. So we're talking about hypocrisy. Now we're talking about a baby. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie called, um, Are We Done Yet? Are We Done Yet? And it's about a family that is trying to flip a house. And it's their their new home. They're trying to do everything themselves. And of course, the, the whole thing is so, it's so frustrating because they keep messing up and they find more problems in the house. And while all that is happening, the wife is pregnant and then she has to give birth in the home. And um, and then the the contractor who's who wears all different hats, he's like super skilled and everything. He's also a midwife, I think, <laughs> as a midwife. So anyways, there's, there's just a phrase that says, don't drop the baby. You know, can you see the baby? That's a random tangent, but that's why I kind of laughed when I said, uh, don't throw away the baby with the bathwater. But the phrase basically means, 
is this, is if you've experienced, had some terrible experiences with people claiming to be Christians or with certain churches, don't throw away Jesus because of them. Throw away the bathwater, but just not the baby. Don't throw away Jesus because of them. There are, in fact, healthy churches out there, and sorry to disappoint, not perfect ones, but healthy ones. It's understandable, but it's interesting that we, we never use that perspective on anything else. Again, it's understandable when people get hurt by people who claim to be Christians or, or by churches. Totally understandable when, when all of a sudden you have kind of like a reaction to anyone that kind of looks the same, smells the same, speaks the same, and you're like, oh, they all must be the same. But nobody uses that same mentality with anything else in our lives. Like, you know, I've just had a bad experiences at this restaurant. So, yeah, with just some employee, man. He was so rude. Yeah, so I just don't go to restaurants anymore. Problem solved. What? Like, what? We don't do that with anything else. Nobody does that. You have a bad experience with a restaurant. Either you put a bad review or something, and you either try it again, see maybe it's a different waiter, or if you don't like that restaurant at all, you go somewhere else to a different restaurant. No one's quitting restaurants because they had a bad experience in one restaurant. The same way, don't throw away the baby with the bad bath water. Because guess what? Hypocrisy is not unique to churches. It's unique to the human heart. You got one, and I got one. Now, it's important to say, just because we can't all be hypocrites, obviously it doesn't excuse anyone to be a hypocrite. That's not what this episode is about. In fact, if you are a Christian, as we just heard, Jesus has some tough things to say about being hypocritical. And don't even get me started on reading what he tells the Pharisees. Yikes, bro. Like, I'm just not even going to say that. You, you, you just got to read that yourself. I mean, if there was like a, like a modern version of the Bible, bro, Jesus would be talking trash and smack to those Pharisees. That's just, I guess, my Andrew International version. The Andrew International. AI. The AIV. That sounds like a like an AI. Oh my gosh. Prophetic. Maybe. Am I a robot? I don't know. I robot? I don't know. This is how I want to end this episode. I want to help you not to be a hypocrite. There is a process that every believer must go through. In their, in their life as a, as a believer. And understanding this process is going to really help you not be a hypocrite. And the process is this. We become a believer when first we're rescued. And then we got to kind of be set free of things from our past, healed of wounds in our hearts. And then finally we can be restored to live that abundant life that Jesus promised. In John 10, 10, he, you remember what he said, he says that the enemy, the thief, only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but he comes to give us life and life abundantly. Many times when we're rescued and we come to Jesus, we're so excited that we're, you know, we're safe from sin and death that we want to skip immediately to live that abundant life that Jesus promised us without taking time to get set free and healed from certain things. And that's what usually makes us be hypocrites is when we haven't dealt with the things that are like addictions, maybe. I mean, you come to church and you love Jesus, but you still struggle with addictions. You say you're a Christian and you come, and, and I'm not saying you're not. You come to church and you love Jesus, but you go back to work and you talk, you you, you curse like everyone else, you smoke like everyone else, you you talk bad, badly about everyone like everyone else. 
it sounds like you got to be set free of some stuff, of some addictions and, and, and attitudes in your heart. And you still maybe have a serious anger issue. I, I know I did. You, you still treat your family terribly. You still struggle with this sin, claiming to be a Christian, but still doing all these bad things. That's what I guess you would call a hypocrite. But I'm in the same boat. I've had those moments where I sit on the edge of my bed and I'm like, God, I, I know better. I, I What? I, I know better. I, I should be praying more. I should be reading more your word. I should... I should change my attitude. I, I understand. I mean, I have a podcast. Do I not like, is that not enough reason, right? Is that not enough reason to just know what I'm talking about since I talk about it all the time? The good news is that God is graceful. That there's a process that we all have to walk. Every single one of us has a process to walk. But God doesn't only want you to, to just save you. There's a process that some people don't understand biblically. It's called process of sanctification. And I've, I've you know, I've understood it in, in many ways, but there's still so much depth to it that I, I do not understand. It's just amazing. There is a process of sanctification where God doesn't, doesn't only just he, save you, but he also wants to set you free from addictions, set you free from things that are, are really pulling you back from your past that have controlled you, oppression that has clouded your life, and then he wants to heal you. Wounds of just, man, living in this life. This life is not easy from, from people, from wounds from situations. God wants to heal you from that. And then he wants you to be restored. So why are there so many hypocrites in the church? Because we misunderstand what the church is. Church is not a collection of holier-than-thou people. <laughs> Holier-than-thou, we only read KJV, King James Version. Not even the new King James Version, just the King James Version. We only read the, le the red letters. Amen. All respect. All respect to those that do. It's actually a collection of broken people. People that are still in the process of being set free, of being healed and restored. Where are you in that process? Because a lot of times when we don't deal with the set free and healed part, we end up being hypocrites. Because we pretend like everything's okay. We pretend that, man, here we are. Yes, but then, man, your family is suffering. Your coworkers, your siblings, your morality, your purity. It's all going down the drain. Where are you in that process? Today, you have a choice. Because I believe that... We can't be a hypocrite if we're walking in the process to being restored, even when we trip. But when we abandon our process and then claim to still walk it, my friend, hate to say it to you, reality check, you got a big old log in your eye, man. If we abandon our process, but we claim to walk it, it's just like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. We got a log in our eye. We got a plank. And we, we got to get rid of it. We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Ramon Show. Yeah.